Come on, everybody. Here we go. Up to Neverland. Welcome to Detour to Neverland, where we interview Disney content creators and product producers. We share Disney stories and strategies for how to grow your Disney hobby or business. Here's your host, Brendan Wright. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Our guest today is someone I'm so excited to chat with, one of the most beloved members of the Disney community, such a fun and interesting page to follow along with. It's Thomas Radzak, who is a Disney local, Walt Disney World local, shares so many great stories and pictures from the parks of when he visits almost daily. So Thomas, thank you so much for joining us today. If you could go ahead and introduce yourself and tell somebody who's not, I guess, familiar with your page, I should say, a little bit about what you guys share over there. Well, thank you for having me. And um, uh, my name is Thomas Radzak, as you said, and um, I'm on Instagram, uh, Tradzak, T-R-A-D-Z-A-K. And um, I, I do visit the parks almost every day, um, usually after work or on the weekends when I'm off, you know. And yeah, I, I love Disney, the, especially Walt Disney World. I grew up around there, so I, as much as I can go, I do go. Perfect. Well, that leads into a question that I wanted to ask is in your bio on your Instagram page, one of the uh, hashtags that you share is I live where you vacation. So you said you grew up around there. What has that been like where Disney's kind of always been accessible to you? Have you ever, obviously you haven't, but how do you keep it fresh and keep it where you don't get bored with it? Well, I mean, it's always changing, you know, there's always, I mean, right now there's construction everywhere basically on property um so that that keeps it always fresh but um but i was born and raised in in winter haven florida which is about 40 minutes from walt disney world an hour from orlando and um and now i live in Haines city florida where there's a lot of um, vacation homes and it's a little closer to the parks it's um about 30 minutes uh, 25 from uh from walt disney world and and it it's you know it's just part of normal life seeing you know some tourists around you know and and all the vacation homes and people commuting to and from the parks you know just normal for for me <laughs> good deal so i want to turn it back a little bit and tell me kind of your disney story where did you fall in love and develop this passion for disney and how has that evolved over time to present day um my grandma and my mother both um loved walt disney world and they um lived up in new york um, for most of their life. And then they moved down here before I was born, like maybe two years before I was born. And, um, and you know, frequented then. And when I was growing up, they took me along with them and it never stopped uh, after, like, like when I go after work, my mom would take me and my grandma and maybe my grandpa after work and we would go to the parks, just Disney, uh, downtown Disney at the time, and uh, or a park and, you know, and just do it. Yeah. And so was there ever a time, because I know it's something that happened to me where I kind of fell out of love with Disney or, or I, it wasn't as present in my life, maybe through high school and, and mm -hmm. young adulthood. Did that ever happen to you or has it just kind of been a steady love and passion for all these years? It's funny you said high school because, yeah, I, I didn't go much in high school. I was like I was focusing more on like school and, you know, growing up and, you know, you get that mindset like, like, oh, that's for kids. Why am I going to do that? And then, you know, I get out of high school and I'm like, oh, I 
why why was I thinking that? So I went right back to it. It just came back into the light. Yeah, it's interesting to hear that some from so many different Disney fans. But I feel like there's always that moment where it clicks from kind of childhood and adolescent love for the parks and then transitioning over to loving it as an adult. Um, loving, I guess, the food is one of the main things and all mm-hmm. the drinks and all of the entertainment is something that really, I mean, obviously we know it's overlooked by many adults is that it is a destination that, that can appeal to that generation as well. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, growing up, I mean, once you're in high school and then about to be in college, it's like, oh, this is very scary. I want to go back to my childhood where I didn't have to worry that much. So, you know, Disney's also like a little comfort uh, for, for that, too. It's like, you know, you go back into your childhood and not have to worry about scary adult life. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. I think that's, uh, yeah, definitely still present for me today. That's that's funny that you mentioned that. So, well, cool. So you've kind of found a home on Instagram with your page um, sharing most of your adventures in the parks with your story and with your posts as well. So what was it that sparked you starting an Instagram page and devoting it to your visits to Walt Disney World? Well, I think it was back in 2011, 2012. I was at my cousin's house. We're just watching TV. And um, she said to me, oh, you should get on Instagram. You, you always love to take pictures with your phone. And I'm like, no, I don't want to get all into that social media stuff. And at that time, I didn't have a Twitter. All I had was Facebook. That was it. And I was like, no, I don't want to. And she basically forced me to download it. And, um, and the rest is history. <laughs> Just didn't <laughs> stop. Awesome. Yeah. So kind of what has it been that I, – because I feel like a lot of accounts, you see them, they start it, and they, they really put themselves into it, and then they get burned out over time. So what is it that keeps you going and keeps you interested in adding all this content to Instagram? Um, I enjoy taking the pictures and being in the moment. Um, what's, that, what's that phrase? Um, FOMO, fear of missing out. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't want to miss out. I want to do all this stuff. Why not? I mean – if, if I can do it, why, why not do it, you know, and, and share with those who can't do it. So I, I, it just keeps me going. And it seems like a great excuse to be able to go to those events or new things that are happening so that you can share that with your followers and, and give you an excuse to go check out new things. Yeah, no, that, exactly. Well, perfect. So I want to transition a little bit and we talked about it a little bit, but being a local, um, you know, I think that so many people visit Walt Disney World as a destination and they travel many miles to get there. Mm-hmm. So now that I know you just got back from a recent trip to Disneyland, yeah. you have to, to go through that. So how do you think that dynamic plays out of between visiting the parks as a destination and visiting as a local where it's kind of in your backyard? How do you approach that differently? Well, when you have to visit, like going to Disneyland, um, it's very, kind of very foreign. You understand why people get very confused here, especially depending on where they came from, you know, if they're international or whatnot. Um, you know, you got to get from the airport to the parks. Of course, getting from the airport to Walt Disney World's easier. They have Magical Express and, and other things like that. You know, Disneyland, they, ha- they did have a bus, but it wasn't like a Magical Express. It was more of like a charter bus that they hired to take you. And um, it, it's... It's just, you know, and then you're at the parks and you got to make sure you get everything done and, you know, you're on a time crunch and you're like, oh, I don't want to forget this. I don't want to forget that. And as a local, it's more like, 
oh, we'll do that tomorrow. Oh, we'll do that next weekend. Oh, whatever. You know, it's not as strict or um, rushing. It's more calm and in, you can enjoy it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because it's kind of my wife and I, we talk about it all the time. And it just seems like our paths are leading us to eventually we'll be a local. I have no idea when. Um, but it seems like eventually we'll uproot and move to Walt Disney World just because it's the place that we're most comfortable in and the place that we enjoy visiting. And I think that's what we look forward to the most is that whenever now we go and we have, you know, three or four days down there, you're trying to cram pack as much stuff as you possibly can mm -hmm. into that limited time period. And then transitioning to a local, I mean, I picture just getting off work going to World Showcase and walking around, getting some drinks or getting some food. And that's just like the perfect afternoon and evening to spend in, in such a great destination as Walt Disney World. Yeah, and you don't have to, it's like uh, you're there after work at, on, at World Showcase, you know, drinking a beer and there's something released somewhere else that you want to go see. I mean, you could always just hop in your car and go see it. You know, you don't have to worry about, um, depending on if you rent a car, you don't have to worry about busing over there. You know, you don't have to worry about like Ubering over there. It's like, you just, do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. So we have to talk about it. It's something that I wrote down beforehand. Your costumes for Mickey's Not So Scary this year were legendary. So you and Michael dressed up as Jack-Jack and mm -hmm. the raccoon. Yeah. Where, where did you get the idea for that? And, you know, just tell us about that experience of, of dressing up in those awesome costumes. Well, that was actually Michael's idea because he wanted to do Jack-Jack and he wanted me to go as Edna Mode, but um, I didn't really want to shave my beard. So uh, that's when I went with the raccoon and, and a onesie idea. But I had just gotten over like a cold um, for that during that night and wearing that onesie and, it, you know, it's not very cold here yet. Um, wasn't the most comfortable decision, but... But other than that, it, it was fun. And I think only one person realized I was a raccoon because if you don't have the hood up over your head, then you can't really tell I'm a raccoon. I just kind of look like a big bear. So, um, but they, they did realize he was Jack-Jack though. They did get Jack-Jack real quick. That was easy. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I know that at least you got to take some good Instagram pictures for it. People got it there where you're able to have your hood up. But those were, those were awesome costumes to put together. Oh, thank you. Well, cool. So... Another part of being a local, kind of what we talked about, is that you can just go and experience things. So now that you've been there for so long, what are the things that stand out over a calendar year that you're really excited about? Is it the Christmas decorations going up? Is it Halloween, different festivals? What are the things that kind of you are marking your calendar that you have to get out there for? Basically what you said, um, Halloween, Christmas, Christmas mostly. I love Christmas. Um, any festival at Epcot. Um, uh, the art festival is my personal favorite. So I can't wait to go for that in January. Um, uh, special fireworks, um, 4th of July and New Year's are always a must do because they always do 360 degrees around um, Magic Kingdom. They do 360 degree fireworks around the park. So I always want to see those. I love them. And um, there's, all, you know, there's always other little stuff I'm excited to do. So something you mentioned is something that I have not been able to experience yet. And I feel like there's not as much content out there about it, about the Festival of the Arts, because normally food and wine and flower and garden get the main um, attention. But share what is it that you like so much about that? And it's kind of a hidden secret, it seems like. Yeah, it's it. Well, it's in January and in into February, I believe. Yes, it goes into February. Uh, yeah. 
and I don't think it goes into March. I'm not sure of the exact dates, but I know it starts in January. Um, but I, I love it because it's usually our downtime, so it's a little more easier to go to. And um, and I I just I I love all the artwork. I think they do put a lot of work into it, even though it's that smaller festival. They they do do pack a punch with it though, especially with food and again the artwork and all the little activities you could do. It, I I just love it. Yeah, well that's awesome. I feel like. It's gaining popularity, but it's still kind of, uh, well, I guess it's partly due to it being the less busy season. And yes. I guess the weather is amazing at that time of year, too. That, yes, exactly. That, that, that as well. <laughs> well, perfect. Well, I think we covered a lot of great topics. So the next thing we'll jump into is our lightning round. So I'll just throw out some Disney topics. If you just kind of share the first thing that comes to your mind uh, okay. so our listeners can get to know your Disney fandom a little bit better. Okay. So the first one's an easy one. Just name the Disney parks that you have visited. All the United States one. And perfect. And of those, which individual park is your favorite and why? Well, Magic Kingdom, of course, will always have a place in my heart and Epcot. But um, uh, Disneyland would be my Disneyland Park would be my favorite. So, how many times have you been out to Disneyland now? Um, uh good question i think uh maybe like 20 uh days in total and not uh, consecutively but you know at different times awesome so i'm just interested because i think we took our trips around the same time i think you were there a week or two after i was mm -hmm. walt disney world has always been my home park growing up in tennessee it's much more accessible this was actually our first trip to disneyland and we fell in love with it with the details mm -hmm. and the intimacy of it are those the same types of things that attract you to disneyland yeah, it's the details and, and the the size of it. I mean, I, I know we have the, the gift of space here at Walt Disney World, but um, for some reason, I just love the quaint smallness of it and the, the TLC that they put into it because they really take care of a lot of stuff there. Um, and that's that's why I love it. Yep, same here. I'm, I'm just interested to hear your take on that. So thanks for sharing that. So next one would be your Disney bucket list trip. Um, any of the out 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 of u.s parks um paris tokyo hong kong shanghai it, we do one of those i'll be happy <laughs> <laughs> all right next one would be your favorite disney resort i have to say i know i'm at contemporary a lot but i do have to say french quarter mainly because of the theming and food i, I love their quick service they have an excellent quick service there yeah absolutely and you can get beignets there as well right correct Good deal. Next would be your favorite ride or attraction. Um, does this ca uh, include shows? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, then Beauty and the Beast live on stage is, is probably my favorite thing to do, even though I don't do it that much, um, just because I grew up around it. But if I had to choose like a, an attraction, a ride, I would choose Haunted Mansion. So what were your thoughts on Haunted Mansion Holiday? Oh, it's probably one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I completely really? agree. Yep. It's the just the I guess the attention to detail and the level that they they don't skimp on anything that it's it's you know, absolutely amazing. It goes back to that detail thing. That's that's some detail. I mean, the amount of time that they they have to put all that together and then they actually do it, it's like, "Oh, okay. You have my attention. <laughs> Fine." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and Beauty and the Beast, I feel like I should probably turn in my Hollywood Studios fan card because I the first time I experienced that show was like three years ago. 
and I probably went to Hollywood Studios a hundred times before that and mm -hmm. never went to see that show. It, it's I know it's popular, but I just never got around to seeing it. But it, you're right, it is an amazing show. I, I, I grew up with it, so I know and every, I just know everything about it because I grew up with that show. I, I have VHS tapes that my mom recorded on an old camcorder of me watching the show. I, it's, yeah, it's just a childhood thing. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. So next would be your favorite snack or a go-to snack? Um, Mickey ice cream sandwich is easy to go to. Like if I really need a snack and there's nothing new around that I want to try, just grab that. Mm-hmm. And maybe to narrow it down further, was there a favorite snack in the Halloween time and maybe a favorite snack that you've gotten in the Christmas time as well? Halloween time for the Halloween parties, they had this um, hitchhiking ghost in a doom buggy, um, like Puff. And I, I loved that. Uh, a few of my friends were on the fence about it, but I loved it. And um, and you say Christmas time? Yeah. Um, at the party, uh, I don't know if I've done, I, I've had a lot. Um, that Jack Skellington, um, the Sandy Claws, little cake that I had last night. That was actually really good. I liked it. Good deal. So next would be your favorite restaurant. And if we could narrow that down as well and do maybe quick service and table service. Uh, quick service. Um, I, I guess we'll go back to French Quarter. Uh, Sassaluga. I think I'm saying that right. I always say it wrong. <laughs> um, it, uh, that's favorite quick service, obviously. Now, favorite sit-down um, table service restaurant. I'm going to have to say Sci-Fi Dining at Hollywood Studios just because I also grew up around sci-fi and nothing beats sitting in a car and, and the same movie that's been showing since the 90s is still up there and all that. So I'm going to say sci-fi. Perfect. Great choices. Next one would be your favorite Disney movie outside of the parks. Beauty and the Beast. That's easy. <laughs> Perfect. Did you enjoy the live action? Yeah, I actually did. Yes, and I'm 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 referring to the animated as far as favorite, but I still love the live action. I I thought they did a very good job with that. Yep, it was. I enjoyed it as well. I actually went down to Walt Disney World to see it. Um, I think it was the day after it premiered in Disney Springs at the AMC Theater. So that was Ooh. a great experience. Yes, good place. So next would be your favorite Disney song. Be our guest. <laughs> I'm noticing a theme yes. here. Uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of Beauty and the Beast in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. And next would be your favorite Disney quote, either from Walt himself or from any of the movies. Um, to all who come to this mag magical place, uh, magic place, welcome. That's probably my um, my favorite. You can't you can't go wrong with that one. Yeah, that is an absolutely great choice. So, last one of the lightning round would be your favorite Disney memory. Um. Oh, there's a lot there. Um, I think I'm going to have to go back to what I was saying about Beauty and the Beast live on stage because there, like I said, there are VHS tapes of my mom recording me watching them. Uh, and she, re she was recording the show in one of them. And, um, and I kept wanting her to buy me like the costumes and you can hear me like say, mom, buy me that, get me that. And, and she would say, okay, I'll get it for you. I'll get, you know, you know, not being able to obviously. And that probably is my favorite memory of, of saying those things to her watching that show. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing that. So last question is something that we ask all of our guests. And it's if there's a listener out there and they have this passion or this love for Disney and they're looking for the right way to express it, whether it's starting an Instagram page, starting a YouTube page, a podcast, whatever it might be, do you have any piece of guidance or advice to that person? Um, make sure to always um, share your opinion and don't 
just go along with what everyone else says because um, it, don't be afraid to be different. Don't be afraid to um, to have your own opinion on, on things at Walt Disney World because you, I mean, you may not like everything that they do, but, you know, you will love most of it and all and and just enjoy it and do it. If you want to do it, do it. it who, I don't know who's stopping you, but don't let them stop you. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and I think that is an excellent point of sharing your opinions and being yourself is that, you know, that people are attracted to that of differing opinions, sparking conversations about different things. Mm -hmm. So I think that's excellent advice. So good deal. So I think that about wraps it up. I think we covered some really great topics. So I thank you so much for coming on and joining us mm -hmm. today. Is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners before we head off? No, just, I mean, if, if you're planning on coming to Walt Disney World, come, come on down. There's, there's, there's always room. Perfect. Well, Thomas, thank you so much for joining us today. I know that I can speak for myself and the Disney community as well. Thank you so much for doing what you do, sharing some of that magic um, with your visits to the parks. I know so many people enjoy that. So listeners, if you're not already, I highly suggest going and follow us, Thomas on Instagram at Tradzak, T-R-A-D-Z-A-K, where you can find him. So Thomas, thank you so much again for joining us today. And thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure to subscribe to never miss the new episodes on Mondays, Tuesday, and Thursday. Be sure to leave us an iTunes review and share the show with your friends to help spread the magic. Connect with us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast or at DetourToNeverland.com.